This is the Man Patriot Podcast, episode 16. Hi everyone, welcome to the Man Patriot Podcast. My name is Dumo Denga. I would like to wish a happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and a happy Youth Day to all the young people out there. As always, guys, if you want to support Man Patriot, you can go to manpatriot.com forward slash donate and you can make a donation as little as 10 rand. I repeat, manpatriot.com forward slash donate. If money is an issue, you can always share the podcast with your friends and family. Your support and donations help keep this podcast going. So thanks a lot for the support. You can follow me on social media as well, guys. And all the links are in the description boxes on the various streaming platforms. And also, if you haven't noticed by now, we are now on Iono FM. So you can go to Iono FM and you can subscribe to the podcast there and you can listen to previous podcasts as well. Thanks for the support, guys. And let's go to the next segment. Today's podcast will focus on the youth. All right, the youth are very important to any country, to any organization and so forth, because those individuals will be the ones either leading an organization or they will be leading a country and making very tough decisions. And based on the past few years, I don't really think that the youth have been, uh, let me put it this way, I don't really think that the youth are heading in the right direction. And the reason why I'm saying that is because uh, we have seen an intense desire uh, by young people, millennials, for socialism and the centralization of power, the centralization of the economy and so forth. This is not a good thing at all. As you all know, I've been beating this and kicking the dead horse so many times on this issue. Socialism doesn't work. Young people understand this. Many political leaders are going to come to you today and they're going to say, well, socialism is what is required. They don't know what they're talking about. Young people understand this. What you need to understand is that politicians will only come to you when they want something from you, all right? When they push socialism, all they're just trying to do is appeal to your emotions. They don't want you to appeal to your logical thinking. Evidence has shown that when you implement socialism, all you get is poverty, mass starvation, and even death. If you look at the Black Book of Communism, It states in that book that close to 100 million people have been killed as a result of communism or socialism. But yet, you still see leaders today pushing for more socialism. And the youth are falling trapped to that. Or they're falling into the trap, rather. And that is not good. We've seen with the Fees must fall and the roads must fall. Let's start with roads must fall. In episode three, I spoke about why I'm not woke. 
And I said that being woke is a step down the intellectual ladder. And I still stand by that statement. Like if you look at the Roads Must Fall movement where they were focusing on tearing down statues or putting down statues and changing the name of, names of razors and changing the names of streets and so forth, it doesn't solve any problem. It's not going to help poor people become more wealthy. It's not going to help someone escape from poverty. But yet, this is what the youth are pushing for. Then there is the issue of free education, which is the youth demanding for more uh, government dependence because people are poor, therefore the government must pay for education. As you saw, there was one MP in the Free State Parliament, if I'm not mistaken, he, he's 20 years old. I think he goes by the name of Itumeleng Tsube. And he said that the government, well, he says that education must be free. In other words, the government must pay for education. And which means that, um, in his words, that private schools must be nationalized. As you all saw now, Solidarity decided to start their own network, their own schools and their own universities so that they can improve the outcomes of anyone who joins that network. But for the majority of the youth, they feel that the government has to do something. That's another thing message that I have for the youth. Stop relying on the government. The government is not there to help you. They're only there to help themselves. And think about it this way. If education is free, where is the government going to get that money from to pay for the education? Eventually, they're going to have to tax people. They're going to have to tax people a lot of money. And when people get taxed now, many of you may say, no, we must tax the rich. But the rich can easily leave the country. They can easily go take their money somewhere else. Then there'll be less people to tax. And when that money runs out, what are they going to do? When they can't get enough money from taxes, what are they going to do? Oh, well, they want to nationalize the Reserve Bank. They're going to print money to pay for these things. And what happens when you print money? The value of your currency goes down. Therefore, your purchasing power goes down. Therefore, the value of goods and services goes up. Young people... We need to stop relying on the government. Reliance on the state is the path towards losing all your freedoms. Let me explain to you what the barriers for young people are. The first thing, the minimum wage. Many young people, they're finishing school. They try to get a job, they can't get a job. If you look at the youth unemployment rate right now, it's sitting at 55%. Let me explain this to you. When you go get a job and all you have is a matric and a small business wants to hire you, they, probably, they most probably will not hire you at 20 rand an hour. It'll be lower than that. Someone who is wealthy may be able to pay 20 rand an hour. 
But many businesses cannot do that. They cannot afford that. So they may not hire you at 20 rand an hour. Now, because they cannot hire you at 20 rand an hour, they obviously they're gonna trap, they're gonna pay you less. But guess what? Government says that you cannot work for less than 20 rand an hour, depending on your job, of course. Now, what that means is this is that when you go look for a job, you won't be able to get one because your value of labor is most probably below the minimum wage. And because businesses cannot hire below the minimum wage, that means you, as a person who just left school, may not get a job. You'll be condemned to unemployment because of the fact that the government has made it illegal to hire people of your skills. So if you want more young people getting jobs, you got to tell the government, stop interfering in my negotiations that I have with my employer. Also, the minimum wage is used by unions to prevent younger and cheaper labor from entering the market. So that people, so that they, so that their members rather, don't have to compete against younger and cheaper labor. The second barrier is poor education levels. Uh, there was an article that, well, not an article, but a study that was done in 2001 where they looked at poverty within KZN and they found out that one of the poverty traps that many people face within KZN is poor education levels. Our education system has gone down. It's not producing the right people. Many people, some say, are unemployable. I heard of people leaving school and getting 20, like 20% for maths literacy. That's not good. That's not good at all. How is it that people can leave school and not be able to do maths literacy at grade level? We've, it's so tragic. Apparently, there was another article that I read that stated that some teachers actually failed a grade three English test. Teachers are failing tests that were designed for students. That's also not good. Our education system is terrible. So therefore, it's producing people that cannot be employed. Therefore, easily manipulated by political parties. Telling you that socialism is the way forward when it isn't. So, my solution is this. Is that education has to be voucherized. We need to voucherize the education system that's taking money out of the government into the hands of people. You give everybody a voucher and they use that voucher to send their kid to whichever school they want to go to. That'll definitely help the youth because now there'll be a demand to send children to good schools and the poor schools are going to have to up their game in order to get people to come to their schools as opposed to relying on a postal code. As you all know now, when you want to register your child, 
to go to a government school, you need to live within a certain radius of the school, which is not good because you could live in close proximity to a bad school and you'll be forced to send your kid there because why? You live close there and that's not good. Another thing, another solution, university should not be the only option for people. If we free up the markets, deregulate the markets, deregulate um, the labor market especially, we'll have more people entering the workforce. Therefore, more people can go out there, you know, uh, start a business, um, get to work, and they can start earning a salary and start somewhere. Then they can improve their skills so that they can earn higher and earn more in the future. They have to start somewhere. The minimum wage prevents that from happening. And another thing it's that the youth need to take into account is that socialism must be rejected. Okay, so since young people are the future, I'm going to say this to young people. You have to reject socialism. Socialism has never worked. You can fact check me on this. You can go look at the history of socialism and you can look at all the countries that practiced it. Go to Google, type it out right now. Not one country has succeeded in socialism. Why? Because socialism, which is the state running and owning the means of production, the exchange of resources and the distribution of resources. Because that will disincentivize people from creating anything, starting their own businesses. Whether you like it or not, human beings act in self-interest. That is why people go out and get a job. They get a job so that they can get money, so they can, get, they can use that money to improve their lives or to improve whatever they want or to eat or whatever. Socialism removes that incentive away. That's why if you look at these countries that practice socialism slash communism, there was mass starvation. An article was released this week about Cuba where they have to ration certain goods and services because there's shortages. That's how bad it has got. In China... Millions of people died of starvation under Mao. The same happened under Stalin, if I'm not mistaken. But it happened in Soviet Russia as a result of government intervention into the economy. But then when you look at countries that practice free markets, you hardly hear of shortages. In fact, you'll hear of people becoming overweight but then when you look at, let's say, Venezuela, for example, a country that practices socialism, guess what? That, that country, on average, people have lost 10 kilograms because there's no food. People are leaving Venezuela. Um, sorry, people are leaving Venezuela. About 5,000 people a day. Because there's no food. But yet you got young political leaders saying that we need to fight for socialism. It's not going to work. 
Young people, you need to listen and listen very carefully. All right? You need to understand that the idea of a state running the economy is a bad idea. You guys need to start judging ideas based on their results, not on their intentions. So many of you will come to me and say, but Dumo, socialism is meant to help people. I understand the intentions of socialism, but it doesn't reach those objectives. And why doesn't it reach those objectives? It's very simple. Because human behavior is not taken into account. So I'm just warning young people. We just voted for the ANC. Well, I didn't. I voted for the ZACP, the most rational party. <laughs> and you saw in the past few weeks what happened. Let's say from January. In January, the president signed in the minimum wage bill, which is going to make it difficult for you to get a job, especially if you don't have a degree. All right? So now... The second thing now is that they, men they mentioned is the nationalization of the Reserve Bank. As I mentioned earlier and in the last podcast, the Reserve Bank has to remain independent. Because when the government takes hold of the Reserve Bank, they're going to print out money. And when they print out money, that devalues your, your, your spending power. And therefore, you cannot buy goods and services because your money is worthless. But this is what they're pushing for. And what they will do to try and convince you, they'll say, no, this country does this, so therefore we must do it. That's poor reasoning. Logical reasoning needs to be utilized by young people. And it's not being utilized. Young people are getting easily manipulated. By politicians. Even people that I went to school with myself. Believe socialism is the way forward. And I even showed them the evidence. And I said is this what you want? And they say no. It's not going to be like that. Because we're going to do things differently. Again guys. Don't fall for that tactic. Because. Of the fact. Because really. Socialism has been tried too many times. Too many people have died. For us to think that if we try it one more time, it'll actually be different. But when you look at the free markets, where, every, where it has been tried on multiple occasions, it has worked. Look at Chile. Chile is now the richest Latin American country. Venezuela tried socialism. They were the richest Latin American country. Now they're the poorest na nation in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Look at Hong Kong. Look at South Korea. All those countries, or Singapore as well, all those regions and countries practiced free markets and look what happened. Their GDP per capita went up. Standard of living also went up as well. Which means that the people at the bottom are able to live a better life. Now many of you may say, oh no, what about inequality? And I say, I don't think inequality is an issue. What's an issue is poverty, and socialism causes more poverty. 
So young people, I just hope that um, this very short message that I have for you resonates well and I hope that it at least plants a seed of reason in you. And I hope that uh, in the future at some point, there'll be someone else who will come along and uh, water that seed so that the plant of reason can grow within you. I know that's a metaphorical expression, but I think we've reached that point now where we have to be honest. Guys, we have to reject and uh, uh, we have to reject this woke, left-wing, trendy, lefty culture. It's not working. At the end of the day, ultimately, you are going to have to look after yourself. And if the government does it for you, they'll take away your freedoms. When you do it for yourself, you can still have the freedom. So please, young people, it's about time we start to change the country in the right direction, as opposed to listening to failed policies or, sorry, let me put it this way, adopting failed policies just because a political leader told you that you must, who is trying to appeal to your emotions so that that person, so that he can get votes. And then he goes into parliament, he starts earning close to a million rand a year, he lives a lavish lifestyle, while you still live in poverty. And then he'll come back to you and say, no, we're still fighting the evil forces that have kept you poor. Rejecting socialism is so important. I think once people start to reject socialism, we'll start to see a shift in who we vote for, what we want as people. Let's stop fighting for security and let's rather fight for freedom. Freedom is important as well. 1976, you saw what happened. The government was placing stringent, rest uh, stringent restrictions on certain schools, on Bantu education, saying that they have to learn in Afrikaans. And the students rebelled. Now, I'm not saying you must do the same thing, like get out and... and um, Demand that the government, uh, well, maybe you can do that. But at the same time, you can do so by voting out these individuals who keep on ruining the country. The power is in your hands. In another five years from now, we're going to have elections. And if you guys have made the right decision or if you guys have come to the right conclusion then I do believe that you'll vote for those people or you'll vote out those individuals, rather. And when they get voted out, you vote for leaders that will embrace the free market, that will embrace for voucherized education and for a more improved education system. But again, like I said, if you like socialism, go look up. Go check the evidence. 
Go Google it. Socialism has failed. It'll never work. It never has. All right. That brings me to the end of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for the support. And if you like Manpatria, you can go to manpatria.com forward slash donate and make a donation as little as 10 rand. Or, 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 you can share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you. And I'll see you next time.